I'm Haley Oaks, and this is Milk Trails. A journey in the out-of-hospital birth experience. 39-year-old first-time mother, Rhea, planned a birth center birth because she was not comfortable with the idea of laboring at home in her apartment with neighbors in close proximity. As a performer and backup singer for Pharrell Williams, she assumed it would be her natural instinct to be vocal in coping with the contractions. Ironically, she was completely silent during labor, surprising herself and her midwife. We start our conversation with how she first became introduced to the choices around childbirth. At the time in my 20s, um, I wasn't you know, kind of thinking about having a baby at the time, but I was curious and I had friends that were having babies. So, um, it was just interesting to me, like the choices they made and how they ended up, you know, having a birth, where mm-hmm. they had a birth, how they ended up choosing how they wanted to have birth. And so it kind of helped me to form my opinions and, um, ideas of how I wanted my birth to go whenever that happened. Did you ever um, go to their births? No, okay. I, I didn't. Unfortunately, I think I was traveling and touring at the time, and I have friends that are in Connecticut and, like, you know, Jersey, like, close, but I wasn't able to um, be there. Mm-hmm. But my sister-in-law had my nieces at that time, um, both of them, which and I also wasn't able to go to her their births. Um, but that was kind of a really good introduction to, you know, thinking about it and mm-hmm. seeing my nieces born, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be me one day. Like, what do I want my story to look like mm-hmm. or, and feel like? And so um, that kind of started the journey of, of just learning and kind of getting educated on um, hospital birth, at-home birth, um, birth center birth, and just what I wanted. Now, this was before I met my partner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, I wanted what I wanted, but it had to kind of align with him and hit the way he wanted it to go as well. And so, um, after living in New York, I moved to Miami. I was still doing a lot of um, stuff with my career and singing and touring. And um, I met him in Miami, Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a musician as well, and we connected, and it was like... I felt like I just met, you know, the person that I'd be with forever. Mm-hmm. And I said to him when we were um, having, like, one of our long conversations till, like, you know, five in the morning or something, <laughs> I said to him, you are the person that finally that sees me, like, mm-hmm. that really sees the inside of me. Wow. And it was amazing. And, you know, we're, we're here now with a baby, and I feel like everything just organically happened you know did you guys talk about kids did you guys talk about yeah we did and And he's 30 so he's 10 years younger than me and so these conversations were like realistic ones that like do you want a kid Mm because I mean I have you know this window and you're 30 so you have a lot more time but we need to kind of like decide if that's something you want Um, Because that's definitely something I want. Yeah. Um, I teach kids. I teach music to little ones like Mommy and Me Mm -hmm. music classes. And um, I was doing that at the time. And I was like, of course I want. Like, this would be my dream to be able to sing and play with my kid. You know? So, um, and he was on board. Like, he was, you know, 
he's he's younger than me, but his maturity mm-hmm. level is, I feel like, we're very in sync um, in that way. And he's a family man as well. So, And when did you guys start talking about the specifics of, like, had you known at that point, you know, obviously that you wanted kids, but also, like, you really had done your research about birthing settings and had you talked about the specifics at that point as far as like birth um, center or, or what was his not background? at that point mm-hmm. but I realized quickly that he wasn't in hospitals and neither was I so yep. I was like okay. okay that's a good sign yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we both were just like Ugh, I hate going to the doctors I hate going to you know the hospital setting just never mm-hmm. it just never aligned with me and he gets really weird in hospital. Like, he gets really, like, defensive and, like, looks around and gets all... Yeah, so it freaks him out, too. Um, and so that was a good sign, I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> that's often, I think, the point, you know, where you meet... I think a lot of women re- meet resistance with their partners is is that out-of-hospital out of setting and what's the safety. And, yeah. And um, thinking that, you know, because most people do it in the hospital that's going to be the safest best option yeah. so that's pretty lucky and amazing that you yeah. found a partner that was in line with your yes. feelings as well and he also trusts me and that's like a huge and I trust him it's yeah. like a huge part of our relationship where you know like if I say I've done the research if I say this is the way I want to do it you know he's willing to to do that mm-hmm. like he he trusts that I'm making the best decision for myself him our family and and everything so um yeah so then I watched the business of being born mm-hmm. and that documentary like I'm sure with a lot of people it scares you but then it like empowers you at the same time where mm-hmm. you're like I don't know if I could do it but I want to do it I want to do that you yep. know yep and um so I had a conversation with some of my two of my best friends in Canada. Actually, we were in Canada, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is what I want. I want to have a water birth. Like, mm. I, I definitely want to have a water birth. I want my child to come into the world in the water, at home. Like, this is my dream." Yeah. And my friend Michelle was like, "No, that's like you need the epidural. You had she already had a baby. She had." Two. Okay. And she had a third after, but she was like, no, trust me. Like, you need the epidural. Mm -hmm. You need to go to the hospital. Like, you don't want to do that. That's really scary. And I was like, you know, that's her opinion, and Mm -hmm. I was totally respectful of that. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, whatever. I know what I want (laughs) to do, and I'm going to do it that way. And, you know, uh, and that's kind of how the story went from then on. Like, every person... If it would come up and I would say that, it would just be like, oh, yeah, right. Right. You know, it was funny. I didn't meet anyone that was really like, oh, that's a great idea. Really? I'm going to do that, too. I was thinking of that. Not one person, you know. And how did you, well, first of all, how did you sort of have such a sort of innate sort of confidence and wisdom about, like, your body being able to handle childbirth when everyone around you is saying, like, you definitely need an epidural or you know how did like where did that where did that come from do you think like that um relationship with your body and I don't know I have like this this connection with myself I think it's from doing a lot of yoga and like kind of moving meditation Mm -hmm. where like I I, it's like I feel and know that I can I can do it like there's a lot of things I'm not 
that confident <laughs> or great at or whatever, but it was just something that I knew that my body could handle mm. because, you know, I wasn't like super fit, but I was strong yeah. and and I knew that I had a good, good endurance and, you know, things like that um, helped me to yeah come to that conclusion that, you know what, I can do it. And, I mean, I thought, like, I'm going to try at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why not? And then how did you cope with that response kind of again and again of it not being the most positive feedback or response to you saying that you, you know, are planning a water birth or... A birth center birth. Um, well, I just, I, I really think that, you know, everybody has their own story and their own opinion and their own experience and their own confidence in themselves and their bodies. Mm -hmm. So I never felt judged or like, I never got upset about that because, you know, it's, it's a very personal thing. And like, however, if you want to go through it as close to pain-free as possible, go for it. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just kind of went with the flow. There's like one time that it kind of pissed me off, but <laughs> I kept it inside. I was just like, all right. You but know? that's a really wise approach. And I think that's something that it's helpful for a lot of other women because that's a pretty common, uh, experience where, yeah. you know, but just to not take it personally and, and right. just kind of trust that that's that own person's, you know, trip and response and, and it actually has probably nothing to do with you yeah, and, and, exactly. and that's okay, yeah. you know, and to kind of feel confident in, in that and it doesn't mean you should second guess yourself or, yeah. or challenge them or, yeah. and so I think that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I think, cool. I think fear plays a huge part in it and things that other people have said to you kind of stick, you know, mm-hmm. their stories of horror stories right. and fear that it may not go the way you want it to, like that fear is kind of in the back of your mind always like bubbling but at the end of the day it's like you you have to try and you have to do it the way you want to do it whatever way that is and whatever's going to happen is going to happen and that was kind of like how I I thought about it I was like you know whatever's meant to be in this story Mm -hmm. is going to play out Mm -hmm. whether I plan whether I you know want this to be this way it, it doesn't matter really at the end of the day my baby has a plan my body has a plan god has a plan like mm-hmm. this is the way it's gonna go and i have to just roll with it yeah and that's a hard thing for most people to do because it's you want to have control over the situation it's the one thing in life that you have no control over right. down to the second right you know? and you have to completely <laughs> surrender. surrender yeah which is something that some women will learn in the labor process when they've spent their whole lives controlling every bit of their you know career and relationship and just all the steps to get to the place where they're at and then this is the time where they can't do any of that and it feels so foreign and scary and do you feel like I mean do do you feel like there was any experience or time in your life where you you learned that too like as a as an artist as a performer or just this idea of like you know you can have intentions for something but also you got to see where it goes yeah absolutely I mean I had dreams of being Beyonce like I wanted to be this huge pop star and you know do all these grand things that I ended up doing you know ironically at the end of the day as a backup singer (laughs) yeah so I got to travel and tour the world and I got to sing on you know the biggest stages in the world for like 
massive amounts of people. So right. it, it all kind of came to fruition in the way it was supposed to. And that, you know, kind of yeah. parallels the, the way a birth story can go. Absolutely. Or the way a birth can go. That's amazing. And yeah. so um, what made you decide on a birth center versus a home birth? Um, well, the apartment that we're currently at um, is... It's a two-bedroom, and it's a little bit... Like, there's a ton of windows. Um, there's some neighbors downstairs, and you can kind of hear everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my tub wasn't, like, kind of, like, good enough. I thought big enough and um, comfortable enough for it. Um, we also have a lot of stairs, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to have the tub in the living room. So, it just didn't really make sense. Yeah. That was the, that was the only reason. If we had a bigger house or a bigger space, I would definitely do it. Got it. Um, at home. So um, we started touring birth centers um, as soon as we kind of decided or secured the plan mm-hmm. that we wanted to do. And I thought that was like the best option other than, you know, home. Mm-hmm. And when did you start looking into birth centers? Like had you had you seen an OB at all in your pregnancy or did you no. from the beginning? Um, I was eight weeks pregnant. Amazing. And I was like getting on it like this is I like I want to start I want you know I I knew what I wanted and that sometimes helps that you know at the beginning but sometimes people figure it out I met a girl actually when I was doing a a birth center tour and she was like 22 weeks pregnant and she thought she wanted a hospital birth and then changed her mind Mm -hmm. and was like I don't want this like this is what I want so you know it took her a little while to get to the point of okay I'm gonna look for another place to have have birth but um, I knew. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And then what, what was it about the Santa Clarita Birth Center that felt like this is the spot for me? Um. it's also a little bit of a drive. Yes. It's like 45, 40 minutes yeah. from where I live. Um, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. That is, that's the one thing that for both of us, for my husband and I, we just were like, this feels so comfy mm-hmm. and cozy and everyone's nice and I didn't want anything too clinical, mm-hmm. and I didn't want anything, like, that kind of felt a little disorganized uh-huh. in a way. I wanted it just feels like home. Like, I feel like I could sit on that couch and watch TV and lay in that bed and hang out. And, you know, that yeah. place really, really was nice. Um, and also, my midwife, Sarah Howard, used to work at Santa Clarita Valley Birth Center, and she recommended it, and she said, you know that's where she does it so I was like perfect so we went there and it it worked out so so then you went to the birth center and chose the birth center so that because there's other midwives who work there correct or did you Renee Renee and did you or did you find Sarah first and then Sarah was like well there is the option of doing it at a birth center and we can we can go there yes I found Sarah first got it um actually wait a second no I did not I did a few tours I did actually two tours and then no I found Sarah first sorry no it's I found okay. Sarah first <laughs> and that's when we were talking about it and she said these are the options right and yeah because Sarah mm-hmm. her practice is home home birth, or but she has yeah. access to this person so that which yeah is great that's kind of how it happened um I went through the process, because I, I was eight weeks pregnant, I had plenty of time. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to interview midwives, <laughs> I'm going to interview doulas, I'm just going to yeah. take my time. And, um, so 
the yoga studio that I go to, um, one of the owners was pregnant. She was a, a few months ahead of me. And she was the only pregnant person I knew. And at the time, I, nobody knew I was pregnant. Like, uh, I didn't right. want to say anything until um, I was about four months mm-hmm. because... Um, it was like Christmas time and I wanted to go home and tell my family first before yeah. I let my friends know. Yeah. So I kind of like kept it under wraps um, for that time and she wow. was the only pregnant person I even knew. Amazing. And I asked her, I was like, do you know any midwives or, you know, anyone that you could refer me to? Because I just have no other pregnant person that would know anything mm-hmm. about what... And she, this was her second, so mm-hmm. she kind of... I, I figured she'd have some information. She was like, oh yeah, I have a doula that lives in my back house and she she's amazing she can I'll put you in contact with her and she'll give you some names I was like okay thank you so much I was like so grateful because she was the only person I told wow yeah yeah she's like so emotional yeah Yeah, because I was like like, to say something too yeah it was it really was and so she put me in contact um with her and then from there I kind of it's like the the world of the midwives yep. and birthing and everything like opened up and I was like, man, this is a whole network of people. This is a whole community. Like it's really cool. Yeah. Like you guys have a really nice, um, supportive network of yeah. people that if you don't, you know, if you're not cool and if we don't jam, like I have another person I could recommend. Like it's very, it, it's just a, a very happy mm-hmm. um, community. Yeah. And everyone helps each other out, which is amazing. Because it's so much based on chemistry, right? Like, you, and yeah. It's, it's no, so it's not personal when, because right. we both have to feel it, you know? Yes. And it, because it, it makes our job difficult if there's not a trust or a bond, you yes. know? And so we want it to be as, we want people to be as transparent as possible. And if it doesn't feel right, then like, great we want to find someone that works for you and then you still get a midwife like yes. we still win in the end even yeah. though it's not us in particular but um yeah people it's such a personal choice when people ask me like well who would you recommend for you know a doula like who would you use and I'm like well that's very different mm-hmm. probably from who would you you know yeah. who you would use so yeah it is such a it's such a chemistry thing yeah so and I learned that through the whole process because there was they were all wonderful everyone was amazing that yeah. I talked to but I felt a connection with Sarah. She was just the person that I was like, I like you. Mm. Like, I, I could be friends with you. Yeah. Like, I want you over to my house. I want to talk to you. You're, she's super confident and super, um, like, I just know that in her hands, everything's fine. Yeah. Like, when you meet those people, they're the ones you want it, at that time when you're, you can't do it yourself. Like, you want her to do it. Yep. You know? So Absolutely. That's, that's how I felt. And I was like, Jesse, you have to meet this girl. Aww. Like, she is... I feel like she's the one, but I want you to meet her because he's... Yeah. Jesse <laughs> is very much like, I don't like the vibe. I don't like the vibe. Uh-huh. I don't like it. So he feels this energy, and he knows straight off the bat if if it's going to work or not. Amazing. You know? And I, I'm intuitive like that, too. But I'm always like, but she's so nice. Yeah. But I, I think she could work. Gives him the benefit really nice. of the doubt a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, we, we need to, you know, try someone else. Yeah. So immediately he knew she was, she was the one. Amazing. So cool. Yeah. Um, so the reason I, I mentioned the age of women I interview, you know, in the introduction is because more often than not, these women are over the age of 35, which is 
mm-hmm. in the medical world, it's this threshold of advanced maternal age. Mm-hmm. And giving this idea that there are more complications or you're higher risk simply based on, on age alone, when most of these women are low, very low risk, yeah. informed and have very normal, easy births. But um, what was your experience with this? Because you didn't see an OB, but did you receive any feedback from your community or did this was this not even a factor in your in your experience or journey um it wasn't a factor I mean people put that on you Mm -hmm. like they're the ones that are like oh well you better get started because you know and all my friends like I said have you know had started having kids earlier Mm -hmm. and maybe have two or three now um and so I was kind of the last of the tribe mm-hmm. to, to have a baby, but I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I mean, at certain points, I thought when they said high risk, that word, mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, am I high risk? Like, what is this not, you know, good or whatever. Right. But I, I've, through the years I've taken care of myself, you know, and exercise and done things that I feel like, you know, compared to like a 22 year old that maybe, you know, wasn't taking care of themselves they might be more high risk than me at 39, you know, trying to have a baby. So mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't like kind of bother me or, or I didn't think that there would be complications um, because of my age. Plus I know a lot of girls that have also had babies at 42 and 43. So, you know, I was like, this is fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not 50. Yeah. So, you right. know, like that to <laughs> me would be a little more of a high risk yeah. situation. And I think that's so good for women to hear because that's the first thing they ask when they're inquiring about an out of hospital birth is like, well, I'm 35. Is that okay? And I'm like, how does that affect anything yeah. other than, you know, the whole reason behind it is that there, that's where they see the slight increase in having baby with genetic abnormality, but it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the capability of laboring or carrying a yeah. viable pregnancy. And actually I word on the street is that they're, the American College of Gynecology and Obstetrician, they're trying to, I think they're taking that that age away and yeah. or, like, moving it up. Yeah. And like, you know, making it older because 35 is just such, in this day and age, it's just such yeah. an average age of a healthy woman. But, um, so that's great that you never had that. Yeah, I didn't. Sort of, like, pushback or that sort of fear-mongering in the back of your head that you had to, like, undo at some point. Yeah. I think maybe before... I met my husband, I was probably like, oh my God, the clock is ticking. I'm going to be, you know, like, I think I had those feelings then. And then, you know, as things just organically progressed with my relationship and my life and my career, and, you know, this was just the right time. And like I said, I said it to Arrow yesterday. I was like, this was, this was our time. We waited for each other. And now, you know, (laughs) now it's happening. And, you know, the, the positive and the, and the good thing about being older, you know, and having a baby at this point in my life is that I really am prepared mentally. Um, you know, I've come to a point in my career where I can take some time off. Um, and I just feel like a more confident parent, mm-hmm. um, even though it's my first time doing this. Yeah. Um, and that's just from having more life experience. And, and I think for me, yeah. that worked out yeah what was the balance of of work life and and pregnant life and how did you kind of take care of yourself but also fulfill the job that you needed to do because I imagine it can be 
demanding physically and mentally and perhaps the tour schedule coincided with maybe you know you didn't need to be gone a lot but how did you how did you balance that um well my first trip after knowing that I was pregnant was at about was it maybe 10 weeks and I went to Shanghai. So wow. I was like, okay, here we go, you know. <laughs> um, I didn't have morning sickness, thank That's God. amazing. that would have been horrible on a plane and just with the time change yes. and in a different country with different food. Oh, my gosh. So um, nobody knew. So it was, it was fine. Um, I wasn't showing, mm-hmm. so I could still fit into my little outfits, yeah. you know. And thankfully, I have the best boss in the world. Yeah. Like, Pharrell is amazing. He's not only, a, like, a mentor of mine, but a friend of mine. Mm. And, like, you know, even through... That was the first trip I went on. The last performance I did, I was 33 weeks wow. pregnant. And That's we did a long. private show, and I had a huge belly. And he's, like... I mean, he has four kids. so okay. And his last three were, you know, triplets. So oh my he's gosh. all about it. So wow. he's, he's cool with it. And, um... You know, I, we did, like, this uh, a benefit show um, here in L.A., and I was, like, really pregnant, and I did all my dance moves, and I did all my <laughs> singing, and it was fine. So, um, thankfully, my work schedule coincided or was perfect as far as um, my pregnancy because I did as much travel as I could before I could no longer travel, and... Um, I didn't really miss too much. He was working on it on another album at mm. the time, so it kind of the gigs we did have were, um, you know, worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was it was perfect. Um, and then the summer tour, obviously, I didn't go on when I had the baby, yeah. so it was it was great. I I can't complain on that end of things. Did you feel? ready to step away or were you nervous or sad at all for like leaving that kind of time in your life temporarily yes I had serious FOMO because I knew that all my friends were going (laughs) to all these awesome places all over the world and I've seen a lot of the places but it's it's when you tour it's like having a family and there's all these moments that you miss yeah and so there was there was a point in time where I was just like I'm gonna miss you guys oh my god you know (laughs) So I did have that feeling, but then, you know, knowing that I have this whole new part of my life to, you know, live and um, having just such an amazing baby to, like, raise Mm and that stuff, obviously, it was more important. But, you know, there's a little part of me that was missing out on the fun. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you prepare for the birth? What did you do physically, mentally? Did you do a child with education class? Did you hire a doula? Um, well, I interviewed a lot of doulas, Mm -hmm. probably 10, maybe about eight to 10. And I just didn't connect with anyone in the way that I thought, or in the way that I had with Sarah, with, with an instant, like, I know this is it. This is the one. So, you know. That was fine with me. I was okay with that. And then my husband was like, we don't need a doula. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be your birth partner. I got this. And I was like, you haven't read one book. You haven't been to one class like Mr. Confident. Like, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look for a doula. Yeah. You know? And so 
Um, I, I didn't find anyone that I really, you know, felt like, and maybe that was meant to be. Mm. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought I would have, you know, a doula in, at my birth, but just didn't happen and it was fine. Um, but to prepare, um, I was walking a lot of the Silver Lake Reservoir. I was like walking with my friend Amy, who was a rock star. She would be like, let's walk. And I'm like, okay. That's so good. So she'd take me out. And um, so we do that a couple times a week, which was fun. We got to do girl talk and mm-hmm. like walk. And mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I also did prenatal yoga at Silver Lake Yoga with Jeanette and it was amazing like it's such a cool place and community because it's just when all the women are in different stages and it's awesome to see because I was I started maybe like at I don't know 12 15 weeks so I was like barely pregnant and then everyone else was you know 20 weeks yeah like ooh, what does that look like and everyone's body is different so some women were showing more and less and it was just a cool experience I, I definitely recommend doing like yoga and being just around other pregnant women is it's it makes you feel like it's you're not the only one going through this and sometimes you can just feel isolated like I'm the only one that's going through this right Mm -hmm. now oh my gosh Mm -hmm. but yeah but there's so many other women going through and you get to hear about it you know they're like oh my ankles are swollen or oh my back hurts and you know I I was sick I can't bend over because you know my head throbs whatever the situations and then it kind of gives you a gauge on like okay I I that happened to me too or you know that didn't happen to me so yeah it kind of like brings you down into reality a little bit normalizes a lot of normalizes yes um so I did that um I went to a prenatal chiropractor Mm. that is clutch Mm -hmm. and that was Sarah's recommendation which at first I was like, I don't know, I'm not into chiropractor. Yeah. And she was like, Well, this lady's amazing. Um, her name's Dr. Neha. She's okay. at Inner uh, Movement in Glendale, and she is amazing. So she gets your body prepared for birth. She opens up, you know, get your hips nice and open, and it just felt really nice to be touched. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh my god! She'd do a little massage at first, and then the adjustment's very gentle, and it. It just helped. It just helped my body because I was having a lot of, like, upper back pain and, you know, just tightness, I yeah. would say. And it, it definitely um, helped with loosening um, those muscles. Amazing. Um, what else did I do? So you said he, you said Jesse didn't take a class, but did you take a class? Oh, yes. Okay, so um, we also took a labor together class. We, we actually did two classes um, cause I'm, I, my, I have Kaiser, so okay. they had like two hospital classes that they offered, um, not hospital, but birthing classes, mm-hmm. you know, but it was the hospital setting. Sure. That was also pretty informational because, you know, I got to see kind of that side of mm-hmm. things and it was good for Jesse and I to go to the classes and sit there and look at the PowerPoints right. and for him to wrap his head. Cause I think, you know, for the, the male or the partner Mm -hmm. in in the scenario they don't feel it every day right so they come around a little later to the realization of like oh okay cool this is like it's happening but like this is everything that's gonna happen so you know simple things like you know timing contractions like things like that he would probably be googling at the time if we didn't do that you know (laughs) so um so those were good to just start the process of 
him, well, both of us kind of wrapping our head around, like, this entire scenario. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, we did a Labor Together class, which I recommend to everyone because for the partner, it gives them a hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was the moment it really clicked to him, like, okay, I know what I need to do. And so when he was helping me, you know, they show you different positions to help the you know help your partner get comfortable mm-hmm. and to like ease some of the 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 pain mm-hmm. or the the pressure and he really just got it then was like okay like I'm ready did you guys use those tools from the class from the yes library? okay absolutely I mean he would probably be able to tell you more because at the time I was just like you know in my own world right. but um he there's this one move that felt so good at the time um where, like, I had my head on him. He was kind of, like, holding my head up. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that feels so good. <laughs> you know? So, like, things like that. Yeah. That if we didn't, he may not have known that technique, but that was amazing. Um, getting me, like, a cold compress. Like, things like that. He really, yeah. he he was a rock star. To, get, to anticipate the sort of, like, normal labor behaviors that, like, yeah. if you haven't been through it before, you would kind of feel like what do you mean now and yeah. that's like the last thing you need to do is ask a laboring woman like yes. what, what, she what do you mean yeah anticipate my needs exactly <laughs> did you was that at Silver Lake Yoga or yes. was that okay um, cool. labor together Jeanette and her husband teach that class like a couple times a month or once a month mm-hmm. but I recommend it because it just is like that physical thing that you need you know yeah even for me I was just like okay these are good positions to be in yeah. like you know giving, giving some options um, that I ended up using some of those, you know, position options afterwards, too. So, that helped a lot. Cool. Know. So, tell me about your birth. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> the story. Um, all right. So, it was... Well, oh, I also walked the golf course two days before. Uh, first of all, I was due on June 12th, mm-hmm. uh, and I was five days late. So, okay. the baby was born June 17th. So, on... The third day that mm-hmm. I was late, I walked an entire golf course while my husband played golf. <laughs> and it, it was hot. Yeah, it was hot. He didn't tell me it was like the longer course. <laughs> I thought it was like the short, like nine hole. Oh, right. I could do that. Yeah. No, it was the long one. So just kept walking. Yeah, I just kept walking and I was like, this is, this is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. I can make it. I can mm-hmm. do it. So that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the chiropractor the next day and she did this this technique where she opens up your um, hip flexor mm-hmm. and oh my god that definitely helped so um I, I recommend if you're you know overdue like do a couple things like that and it could get things going who knows um so five days overdue fell on father's day and it was a sunday and the morning which was 8 a.m i woke up and mind you Everyone tells you kind of their experience on how labor started, but you never really know how it's going to happen with you. Mm-hmm. You don't know if your water's going to break. You don't know if your mucus plug is going to come out or how what it even looks like. Is it going to be a lot? Is it going to be a little bit? No idea. Um, a friend of mine said, you know, when her water broke, it was like a pop. So I was like waiting for the pop, mm-hmm. waiting for this massive mucus plug. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know what to expect. So, um, at 8 a.m., and then also waiting for, like, someone was like, it'll feel like period cramps. And I was like, okay. So, Monday, I'm sorry, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., 
I woke up and I was, I walked to the bathroom and I was like, was that a period cramp? That feels like it could be, or maybe I just ate something that upset my tummy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then I kind of thought this might be the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Was it just one cramp? Yeah. Yeah, It was Uh like one little cramp that didn't feel like anything that I have, you know, had felt. And I was... I was pretty big, so I wasn't huge, but I was yeah. pretty big enough that, like, you know, it, it so wouldn't, yeah, so many things were going on that I wouldn't have even felt it, but this particular feeling I had not felt before. So, and it was light, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, this could be it. Went to the bathroom, and when I wiped, there was, like, a little pinkish. Hmm. And I thought, okay, all right, maybe this is it. I don't know. I'm going to do some dishes. So then I went to the kitchen and I started my morning routine and um, just doing everything that I, I do in the morning, make coffee. And and then I felt the cramp again. And I was like, okay, I think something's happening. Interesting. So I woke my husband up around 10 o'clock and I was like, let's. it's Father's Day. Let's Aww. go for brunch. And he was like, okay, cool. And I said, by the way, I think something's starting. I don't know, but I feel that cramp. I felt a cramp, and I think something's starting. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, And, you know, in talking to Sarah, she's super cool, and she was like, you know, take it easy. If you feel anything starting, just chill. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a progression, and so if you, you know, like, don't even call me. She was like, don't call me. (laughs) Don't call me until it's like... You know, um, till you feel like it's it's something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, don't I look really, for it. Just let yeah, it. Yeah, just let it happen. So I really wasn't like nervous or anxious at the time. I just thought, okay, cool. And I really thought everyone says it happens in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. but apparently not with everyone <laughs> because I was first thing in the morning. So then I thought. Well, maybe this is the beginning, and I'm just going to have a day, and then tonight it'll happen, like, in the middle of the night. So, I wasn't worried. Like, Mm -hmm. didn't even think about it. So, we went for brunch, and as we're walking there, it got a little more intense, the Mm -hmm. cramp. But then it was, you know, every, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. It didn't really, like, feel like anything. Yeah. Um, We ate. We're walking back, and there was the point where if you go this way, um, we were, like, gonna go for coffee and just hang out at this place and then if you go this way you go home and we got to that point and I was like I think we need to go home because I just (laughs) I felt like Mm -hmm. the intensity a little bit more and I thought let's just chill at home and you know see what happens um so we get home and he had some work to do it we have a studio at our house Mm -hmm. and he had to like you know work on some music and I thought, okay, I'm just going to, like, lay down in there on the couch, hang out, be on my phone and whatever. And, you know, we both were just easygoing about it. And then I felt another cramp. And it was a little more intense. And I thought, okay, it's definitely getting more intense every time. And it was happening closer together. Hmm. So I thought, all right, let's time it. Mm-hmm. And so he got that he had this app or whatever, and he, you know, he would be doing a session, and I'd be like, okay, start it, and then I'd feel the, you know, the pressure, and he press the start button, and then it would go away, and I'm like, stop, and he stops. Then I'm chilling on the couch, and it's like, you know, this wave. They they talk that word is like the perfect word to describe mm-hmm. 
because it's this wave that like has a peak and then it comes down and then you're fine and, and you, you just feel it all in the front like in um yeah it was like in the front of your uterus mainly yeah. yeah the front but like a little low um and that's the other thing you don't know where you're gonna feel it mm-hmm. like it's it's the hardest different. thing to yeah. describe because you're just like I don't know what that feels like um, but yeah, it's like kind of low and in the front for me. Um, I did not have back labor. I didn't have, you know, any pain in the back. Um, so we started timing it and that was probably around 10, 12, like noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, it's getting more intense. Let's call Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like just let her know that this, this is starting. Yeah. And so I called her and... And she was like, okay, cool, all right, awesome, you know. And they're how frequent at this point? At this point, they were probably, like, maybe six or eight Mm minutes, maybe eight minutes. Like, they weren't super close together, and they were lasting, like, maybe 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like, it was super quick. Um, But I called her, and she um, she was like, okay, thanks for the heads up. You guys just chill at home and, you know call me back in like 45 minutes or mm-hmm. something um or call me back if anything gets more intense because she said sometimes it's like pre-labor so you know it could happen tonight you know yeah. we don't know and so I went to the bathroom and then that's when I think everything just like ramped up my my body just like eliminated itself it was just like I thought I just needed to go to the bathroom that was not the case <laughs> sorry if I'm getting too graphic but like Everything was, like, coming out. Wow. So, like, just, yeah. Like, mucus. Just. Blood show. Yeah. Stool. Poop. Everything <laughs> was just, like, coming out of me. Wow. I couldn't tell what was what. It was just, like, all, you know, <laughs> all, all coming out. So, um, when that happened, the contractions started to get more intense and closer together. Yeah. So the only place that felt good was sitting on the toilet. That mm-hmm. was the only place that felt good. And plus, it was just like, I couldn't even get up. Like, my body was just, like, preparing and, and getting ready. And it was happening at a very fast pace. Wow. Now that I look back at it, and I was like, that happened like that. Did you know at the time that it was happening fast, or did you just feel, like, a lot? And I, I didn't know. Yeah. I really didn't. I just thought... You know, the, like, going through the stages of it now, it's it was fast. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it felt like forever because mm-hmm. it was just, like, I was just waiting for another wave, and I was like, oh, God, here mm-hmm. we go. So I remember, you know, getting up and trying to find another comfortable spot, and I, I stood, like, right over there by the stairs, and I held on to the, to the, the desk there. Mm-hmm. And I, like, curled up my toes, and I was just, like, anticipating this pain. And I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, you know, crunching my face and everything. And when I was on the phone with Sarah, after that, she said, when it happens, just relax everything. Do the exact opposite. And that advice was, that took me through to the end. Mm. Because my initial reaction was, like, bear the pain and crunch everything and it's the exact opposite Mm -hmm. you relax and like sit into into the pain or pressure whatever you want to call it you just accept it Mm. and that was like a turning point for me interesting so it also gets you into 
a meditative state when that happens because you just breathe and you just let everything go and you just like you work with the wave Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's gonna have a peak and you know it's gonna come down after that so it's like having that information means like you're riding this wave Mm -hmm. and it's gonna come down then you're gonna feel perfectly fine Mm -hmm. and then it's gonna happen again and you know some were more intense than others at that time um so it was like it's really cool how perfect your body is and how perfect this birth is Mm -hmm. like it it is by design supposed to go this way you know and sometimes there's complications and things happen but your body just knows yeah and if you trust in that it really really does the job like it really like it it feels almost easy and I don't want anyone to get upset at me for saying (laughs) that because it's not easy but it feels you have ease with it. Well, there's not much for you to do other than let it happen. And yeah. so that part, I think you can, it's the word easy kind of comes along with it because there's nothing you're doing. You're just sort of, you're, you're letting your body work yes. without adding anything to it. Yes. Um, and before I, I, you know, when I was kind of waiting Um, and I was overdue, a friend of mine was like, the baby will come when she wants to come. And that advice is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, like, definitely don't get stressed out about being overdue because the baby will come. And when she comes, Mm -hmm. she's she's coming. There's no turning back. (laughs) The other thing, you can't be like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to do this anymore. Forget it. Nope. You're you're in it. So, um, yeah, so I was trying to find a comfortable position, um, and the, the releasing really just helped so much I got in the shower that was also another great place just to feel like you know a little less um tense Mm -hmm. and and to kind of like sit into the pressure a little bit more I tried um laying down and I tried like child's pose did not work for me Mm -hmm. so you know did it get more intense or just just yeah it just it was it felt more intense and it just didn't I don't know. It could be the positioning of the baby and, you know, that wasn't, like, mm-hmm. she didn't feel good there. So those two things didn't work for me. But, um, so I was in and out of the shower. I went, the last time I went into the shower, um, it was about, oh, we called Sarah again. And I said, you know, this is, I think this is happening a lot faster than you know normal I don't know but you know and and then it would happen and then I'd just be like super quiet and she'd be like hello anybody there and Jess would be like yeah she's here she's just going through a contraction you know (laughs) and she'd be like okay all right let me know when it's done (laughs) and I'd be like yes so and then I continue my sentence um and he, you know, he was great. He was su- such a such a solid person as far as giving her the information. Mm-hmm. He didn't freak out. And it's hard, like, I'm sure for a partner to not, to, like, see you go through that and not get nervous or yeah, anxious or, or anything. Or- yeah. And he was really good about being the calm one and being, like, the, okay, we got to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had a 45-minute drive to the birth center, so that was, you know, coming. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, she was on the phone with us, and we were kind of timing it. And um, 
they were maybe at that point probably almost a minute or you know something apart wow or maybe two minutes so they jumped really quickly yeah. from like six to, or seven to like now they're two minutes apart um well no seven to like five minutes okay. apart when I was kind of like on the toilet okay. in the shower um trying to find a comfortable position five minutes and then four minutes and then maybe when I called her it was like three minutes or something like that and this is what hour in the day you think this like, was about three thirty. wow so in, that's in the afternoon so yeah. from eight ten o'clock twelve o'clock I was feeling like more intense and then from twelve to three is when it really just like ramped up like really ramped up so, um, good thing you didn't go to the coffee shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, let's go now. So, um, she, she was like, okay, we'll call me back in like 45 minutes and you know, we'll talk about going to the birth center. And I was just like 45 minutes. I don't know about 45 minutes. So I went back in the shower and then, um, I, and then I was just going through them and it was like two minutes at that point And like, to me, it felt like one after the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I asked Jesse, it was like, no, you know, like you had like some time. It just really felt like the intensity just kept getting more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's weird because some contractions are stronger than others. So some of them you're just like, wow, that was amazing. That was like a break, you know, and, and it's just as intense. Yeah. But then the next one that's even more intense, you're like, whoa, you know. Yeah. So like um, the baby waves in the ocean before the yes the, the big one and there's like sort of some smaller ones. There, yes, there were they're all mixed up. So, yeah. um, so then I was like, "Is it forty five minutes yet?" And he's like, "Yeah." So we call her and she's like, "Okay." The most so calm, so calm, and you know she's done this hundreds of times, right. so she knows the deal and she knows, you know, when it's like go time and when it's like okay, you guys. You're good. Like, she wants you to labor at home. She wants you to feel comfortable in your environment and then go to the birth center when it's time. Yeah. Which I think is the most amazing model because I felt great. I was at home. I could be naked. Mm -hmm. I could, like, do whatever I wanted to do and feel comfortable with my husband here. And, you know, it was just us. Like, and it was great. Um, So I recommend staying at home as long as you can because... You know, even if you go to a hospital, like, if you get there early, they're not going to let you in. Or you're just going to feel out of... You're not going to feel comfortable. And I think to dilate, you need to be comfortable. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. So, um, she's like, okay, well, um, after 45 minutes, we call her, okay, well, I think we should um, make our way to the birth center now. Um, And I was like, I can't make it to the birth center. I'm not... I can't do it. Like... The way I feel right now, I can't go anywhere. I cannot do it. And she was like, okay, we'll pack your bag and get in the car because you're going to the birth center. And I was like, oh I don't think God. I can do it. And Jesse's like, we got to do it. Yeah. I was like, okay. So, you know, that time that I said that, I'm not going to lie, I thought, maybe I need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do need an epidural. Maybe I can't do this. So I had you know fear at that point because I was like because she she said to me she was like well it's gonna get more intense than this so you know just which is for some people may have not been the right thing to say and for me it was the perfect thing to Mm -hmm. say because I was like okay this isn't even it right this is the beginning mm -hmm. like I need to like step it up right now (laughs) because I got a long road ahead of me you know, people have 10-hour labor, labors. People have 20-hour labors. Like, I was like, 
Okay. All right. Cool. This isn't even... I can make it to the birth center. Yeah. Because this isn't even Yeah. Anything. Almost bring it down a notch as far as, like, thinking that it's the highest intensity that you've ever experienced. Like, yeah. Like, you're ever going through. It's like, oh, I got to reframe and refocus. Yes. Yes. Because there's going to be a steeper hike exactly, after this. Exactly. Exactly. So, that worked for me. And I was like, I can make it to the birth center. I threw on a robe. I, like, I didn't even put clothes on. I grabbed my bag and... We just jumped in the car, and thank God it was a Sunday because we left at 4.30 Mm -hmm. on a Sunday to drive 40 minutes, and it took about 35. Amazing. Um, Yeah, because if we had hit traffic, oh, my gosh, I I don't know. We would have had the baby in the car. That definitely (laughs) would have happened. So as soon as I got in the car, um, my first thought was, I can't be worried about how long this, this is going to take. I can't be worried about traffic. I cannot even open my eyes because I don't want that to be part of my mm-hmm. situation right mm-hmm. now. I have too much to, you know, deal with and feel and experience. And I don't want to be worried about that. And I don't want to create that anxiety. So I literally went, like, within. Mm. You know, I went to this place where I heard him... I heard the GPS. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like this, like, murmur in the background. Mm-hmm. And I just closed my eyes. And it was almost like it... I, I believe I was in a hypnotic state because it was like I almost had little dreams in between, which wow. sounds yeah. so crazy. But I remember these, like, little... You know those silly dreams you have of, like, oh, I just went and got coffee. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. <laughs> like, just strange, random things would pop into my head. So I had reached this point where I think I I believe was like a self self hypnosis where I just and it felt like I was it was five minutes in the car wow it literally felt like we were at the birth center in five minutes and you know I I, once I got there though I was like I need to get in so I like ran in there he was like should I park I'm like just park the car you know (laughs) ran in there um I got into the room I saw, I looked up and I saw Sarah. I like took my sunglasses off. I threw them on the bed and I went immediately to the toilet because that was the only place sitting there was the only place that felt good. Yeah. And, um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I got to the birth center and I felt safe. Mm. I felt like, okay, we're here. This is, you know, like I didn't feel any anxiety or anything. I was just like, okay, we're home. Mm-hmm. Like we're safe. This is it. With Sarah. Um, With Sarah, with the professional. She knows what to do. Like, everything's going to be fine, you know? And she was so calm, and I love her for that. That, like, you know, because you can sense when someone's nervy. Yeah. And she's just not. And she's just like, I got this. And that was exactly what I knew she would do at game time, you know? Amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. So she got the little Doppler thing Mm -hmm. out, and... um, while I was on the toilet, she came over, and she put the Doppler on, and the baby's heart rate was elevated. Mm. So she said, I don't think she likes it when you're sitting. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I know, but this is the only place that it, it, it feels good when I sit. It's the only position. And she was like, well, we got to get you on your side, and we got to lay down. And I was like, no, it feels so horrible to lay down. She's like, you have to, because, you know, the baby's heart rate was up. So I laid down. This was about... 5.30. So we uh, we left at like 4, 4.45. Mm-hmm. And we got there at about before 5.30, mm-hmm. around then. And 
so I laid on my side. Um, she did the Doppler, and her heart rate went down again. Like, it was back to normal. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she likes when you lay on your side. Like, it's better. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a little painful. <laughs> and so she's like, we'll fill up the tub and, you know, everything. Then you'll get in the tub. And I was just, like, thinking, the tub's not full yet. <laughs> this is going to take forever to fill up the tub. The tub is huge. Oh. Like, in my mind, I have this, like, thing going on. Yeah. And you it's know, there's always this inner monologue, and yes. no one has any idea because no you're just you can't even say anything when yeah. you're in labor because you're just yeah. so just like oh, in yeah. it. But it's like one part of me was was saying that, and the other part was like, okay, well, this is just the way it is. Like, settle in, relax. Like, she's coming. You're gonna have a beautiful baby in in no time. Like, you know. Had she checked you at this point or no? Checked your cervix? Um, that's when she checked my cervix. Okay. So I laid on my side. Heart rate was down. She's like, let's check your cervix. 10 centimeters. Oh, Ready my to go. Gosh. Yes. Ready to go. That's amazing. Yes. I know. It, it, like, the timing could not have been more perfect. Like, wow. like I said, if we had traffic, I might have had the baby in Did the Did you car. feel any, like, pressure? Like, you wanted to push? Like, pressure? No. no. I okay. didn't at that point. Okay. Um, it, yeah, at that point, when she checked me 10 centimeters, I didn't feel the pressure to Were push. Were you shocked? Or did you kind of know? Um, I I didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, I, I literally went into this being like, this could be 10 hours, this could be 20 hours, this could be 2 hours, this yeah. could be 10 minutes. Like, I, I almost didn't want a play-by-play. Mm. Like, I just kind of wanted to just Do it. Not, not know. Because to, for me, for my personality, it's... It's easier that way. Yeah. Because if it's faster, great. And right. If it's, you know, longer, at least, uh, you know, I didn't know. So. Yeah. Um, so then the, the tub was full. And she was like, okay, so we're going to put you in the tub. And everything was super duper calm. Mm. And I appreciate my other midwife that was there was Renee. And she mm. owns um, the birth center. And uh, she was assisting Sarah. And then Katie was another midwife that was there. So I had three midwives. Amazing. So it was like. I was like, oh, I'm in the best hands here. I, I knew it would be smooth. Plus, my husband was great. And, you know, he was really, like, tending to me but not getting my way. Like, mm-hmm. he just, he really surprised me. And this is another thing. You don't know how your partner's going to be at the time totally. that this goes down. Yeah. So, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. I had a friend that her husband passed out. Like, you know, he was like, ah, you know, so you just don't know. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful for me to see him step up to the plate and, and really be that rock mm. that I knew he would be. But, yeah. you know, you see it. You really see it at that, yeah. that moment when you're in distress. Yeah. How they'll react. Um, and so I got in the tub. And then she was like, okay, well, you know, if you feel like, like pushing if you feel like that pressure then just push and I was like I don't know what that feels like what I don't know what that she was like it's kind of like having a really big poop and mm-hmm. I was like oh okay cool I do know what that feels like <laughs> so my husband was behind me um holding my arms mm-hmm. and like you know helping me from behind um and I got in the tub and immediately after she said that I felt the pressure mm. like I don't know if what she said triggered something in me. Uh, I don't know. Just give you like, like permission. To yes. Like feel that. To just feel that, and I immediately started that that pushing, and I was like, okay, I, I like, I know it sounds kind of gross, but until you're in it, it's 
you don't understand like that it it really does feel like yeah. taking a poop. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, if that's all it that's the only feeling that you can, you know, uh, like compared that's what to, it is yeah. compared to. Um and so that the the contra- the the pushing part happens also beautifully by design. It gives you breaks. So you have this wave, and it kind of came in, like, threes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, push, 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 and then it just goes away. And you're like, okay. And then it comes back, and it's like, push, 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 and then, you know, and, and the pushing part also I found out at the time, um, you know, that's when you actually have to do the, the bearing down and, mm-hmm. like, have the, you know, like, you're you're trying to push it out. And the other thing I didn't know was that the baby comes out and goes in. Yep. No one told me yep. that. The so I was like, I pushed. It's out. You know, it's getting there. And then right. I'd, I'd be like, no, that felt like it went back in. Like, uh-huh. what's going on right now? So you're kind of just pushing. And it's great because your body and, and, you know, everything's opening. And it's stretching. And it's like beautifully doing that so that you know it has room your baby has room to come out so um I was pushing for probably three or four of those of those rounds and um she said the head's coming out and I was like oh my gosh you know that's exciting yeah but I didn't know, like, how long that whole process would be. I didn't know, you know, the head's coming out great. How long is that going to be? I don't know. Yeah. And at the time, I really didn't think about it. I was really focused on pushing and really focused on, like, you know, getting that uh, that that routine. Not routine, mm-hmm. but that, like, rhythm, um, rhythm like, yeah. going. And... I again I didn't know how long it was going to be at my time my sense of time was totally distorted anyways I I didn't really know how long or short or it just I was just in the moment Mm. and and when you are giving birth it is one of the rare times in life you are in that moment and you have no other place you can be yeah like your mind's not on anything else my my husband had plugged in like a speaker Mm -hmm. and he was playing like some soft music or whatever and his friend called him. His phone was connected. And, like, I heard the ringtone of the iPhone. And it was like it didn't even happen. And he was just like, ah, oh, trying to get his phone to yeah. turn it off. But, like, nothing matters. Like, you're just so present. Wow. And it's, it's, it's so beautiful to be so present in that moment and feel everything, mm. you know. And so uh, I did another big push. Mm-hmm. And... She said the head's out. So I felt this, like, pressure release mm. almost. Like, the head just really, once that's out, it's, like, home free. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel really good. And Arrow was born in call, so she had the amniotic sac over her. I was just going to ask, when did that break? Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't. Amazing. So she was, yeah, so I call her my little mermaid. Oh. She was born in the water. And I'm sure Sarah told yeah. you, but it's a very, like, auspicious sort of yes. sign of an omen of, yes. you know, clairvoyance or yeah. that they're, they're born with, with super, you know, yeah. special skills. My, my mom, who's old school, she says um, they can never drown. So interesting. There's so many different, you know, takes on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she was born and, and Jesse, my husband was behind me. So he kind of got to see 
everything from, like, the best angle where, like, he saw the head come out. He mm. saw, you know, the the amniotic sac over her, her face. And, like, it was really cool. I, when I talked to him about it, like, his perspective is awesome, too. Do you remember seeing her come out or were your eyes kind of, you were so focused? I had, like, that- a cloth over my head. And, mm. and she I remember her saying, um, the, the head is out. Do you want to look? And I, I, like, I don't remember if I opened my eyes or not, but, like, it it just happened so fast. I don't think I wanted to at that point. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I see pictures, and I'm like, yeah, I did see. But that part of it I don't remember because I think I was just so, like, in it that I just didn't want to open my eyes. Yeah. You know? And so she, she her head came out, and I don't know how they do the shoulders. I don't know. She said one more push, and I pushed again. Mm-hmm. And then she said, pull your baby out. And I've only seen this on the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. And I was like, people don't pull our babies out. Like, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. And I did it. Like, wow. I reached down and I, I, well, I opened my eyes and I yeah. reached down and I pulled. Oh, and at the time they had pulled the, the sack, uh, broke it and pull mm-hmm. it, pulled it off her head, obviously. And then I pulled her out and I put her on my chest. And, you know, it was like. The most, I can't even explain the feeling. It's like the most satisfying feeling mm. in one way because you're like, oh my gosh, it's the, the pain, the pain is instantly over. Wow. Like you feel like you feel so much love mm. and you feel so good. And my husband burst into tears mm. and I didn't cry. Interesting. And I was like thinking that I would be, you know, bawling at this. I was so in awe wow. and slightly in shock. Mm-hmm. That I just, like, looked at her and was just like, I can't believe I, I, I did this. Like, we did this, you know? Amazing. And, yeah, I, I even probably, like, that whole... I didn't cry until, like, like, the like we were on our way home or something. Like, I was just so, so in awe of the miracle of birth. They call it a miracle for a reason. Yeah. It is... It is the most amazing thing to go through and to experience. And now I get it. Before having a baby and having friends that have had babies, like, I didn't really understand. Mm. And you don't Mm -hmm. until you go through it. You just don't understand. I mean, obviously, as a midwife, you've seen this miracle and you've seen it. So you have a different perspective. But as, you know, a person that just, you know, a regular person that had never had anything close to this I I connect so much more mm-hmm. with moms even in my music classes like now I get it yeah I mm-hmm. totally I'm like I get you entered into we, like a collective yeah, yes like I get you we've had this experience together and you know whether you've had a hospital experience or home or like you still there's no non there's no way to have it without pain. Like, you're going to feel something. Yeah. Even if you have an epidural, you do feel something. And you do have to go through the birth. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, uh, even a C-section, there's, there's still the process that you Birthing. have to go through. Yeah. It's not, you know, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just be pain-free. Like, there's a reason um, for every step, you know. Yeah. And so I pulled her out. She was on my chest. I, like, I 
couldn't, you know, couldn't believe everything that had just gone mm-hmm. through. And it was from the moment I got into the birth center, like say five thirty, she was born at seven thirty. Wow. So it was two hours and I from you know, everything that happened, the pushing was probably about thirty minutes and she was born and I was like settling in for this long haul because I have one of my other friends um had a birth center birth at a hospital so they had like a little room kind of and she was in there for like 10 plus hours and like you know there was a lot of activity and people in and out and it really slowed her she was progressing and then she wasn't wow so you know that was one thing she warmed more into me about she was like just you know be within yourself like do not worry about anything that's going on because one little thing one little comment one little personality right could change the game for you and yeah. you know you don't you don't want that and and my goal or you know what I wanted the most was to have Arrow enter the world in the most calm mm. and beautiful and loving environment and Sarah Renee and Katie and my husband you know, were the team that were the first people that she saw when she took her first breath. And they were this, you know, amazingly connected group of people. And I cannot thank them enough for being there and for being such amazing, like, just wonderful souls. Mm. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's something about midwives that is super special and... That job is a calling. That job chooses you, and you don't choose that job. Like, you have to have something about you that, like... Because you, you don't enter it enter into a birth thinking, oh, everything's going to be perfect, because it, it, it's not. And there's a lot of things that you guys will deal with that, you know, you will probably not want to tell the person that's giving birth or not, you know, make it a big deal to them, but right. you're doing these things, and, you know... It's a lot emotionally mm-hmm. on you guys, and, you know, I, I just, I think it's just, you you are all, like, a super special, blessed group of women, and, you know, nice. I, I appreciate it, because it, it made my experience so much better. It's amazing. It's so incredible. What an incredible yeah. journey, and, ex- I mean, also for your first, and, but, you know, I think there's so much to be said about you know, when you, when you, it's almost like you did all the work that one would do in labor ahead of time with all the sort of knowledge and experience and life experience and sense of like confidence and knowing like you mapped this out. Did you feel like it, do you feel like the birth went any differently than how you anticipated or? Um, it actually went better than I anticipated because yeah. I really thought it would, you know, be a, a long labor, yeah. especially because it's my first. And, you know, I thought it might take a while for her to, to get out. Excuse me. Bless you. Sorry, baby. <laughs> I know. Every time I'm a loud sneezer, every time I do that, it's scary. I'm sorry, baby. It's a good little moral reflex yeah. she's got. I'm okay. Don't cry. Um, but... Someone also told me, and I don't know if this is true, that you birthed like your mother. Mm. So my mom had three pretty quick births, as far as she remembers. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I was in and out. I'm like, really? 
the fir- like, yeah. yeah, the first one, it will be very similar to your first. And that's, that is true. You yeah. typically, unless they have very complicated births, then you, you just don't know all the factors that can go into yeah. it, you know. But the ones that are pretty <laughs> seamless, it's like you probably will be very similar <laughs> to her. Which, because genetically, you typically yeah. have the same kind of pelvis and, you know, anatomical structures and things like that than yeah. as your mom so that's yeah. good it's so yeah <laughs> so she yeah so she had, my mom had come to a couple appointments with me oh. and talked to sarah and she's like okay this seems like it's gonna go really well i'm like i hope so that's so you know? great so you yeah. have that kind of innately in you as well yeah which is nice did you know those did you know that ahead of time that your mom birthed pretty seamlessly um not ahead of time but but when she came to the point one of my like maybe 25 weeks 26 weeks she came and she told Sarah that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I heard, well, you birth like your mom. So I was like, all right. This, this. Might, be good. This might be a good thing. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, also the benefit of finding midwife early at eight weeks was my, my appointments were just so great. Mm. Like I really feel like it prepared me, you know, for everything like I got to talk to her we got to build a friendship like it just was a a, a really nice progression and, and timeline you know you're not rushing no forcing anything yeah that's yeah that's great I felt good about that amazing well thank you so much for sharing your journey and tale it's so insightful and wise and every birth is so unique but it's just lovely to like yeah, keep putting these positive, very normal ones out there in the world. Yeah, to replace the ones that are sort of scary and so. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Milk Trails. I'm your host and midwife Haley Oaks. Be sure to visit midwifemilktrails.tumblr.com to access the show's notes, view photographs, or leave your comments. Stay tuned about new episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and tell all your pregnant friends about it. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.